0: Hi, welcome to Suplex the Sticks, a gaming podcast with David and Seth. Hello. Hey, he's right here in the building next to me. I don't, I don't have to, you know, pretend what he looks like over there uh, in his house or...
1: Why do you have to pretend what I look like? you, uh... like, imagine me as different things?
0: (laughs) It just makes it easier to imagine the person that I'm talking to, Uh I guess, uh, in a way. That and, you know, just thinking of you, Seth, you know... As a dragon, uh, or sometimes like uh, a bit beast. That uh, I wish I yes. could summon. Uh,
1: like from from inside of your Beyblade. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, but it is the E3 episode. Uh, we're doing it in two parts because, um, as I realized today and as Seth reminded me, Nintendo Treehouse is going on until Thursday. And they do announce things during that. So we don't want to give you the E3 episode and the next week be like, oh, guess what, we left out some stuff that came later on in the week.
1: Yes, Um, but, and if they don't announce anything, then, well, we're idiots.
0: Yeah, and we'll feel bad, and you'll just have to hear about Sony and Nintendo next week. Uh, Which, I mean, it's fine. You don't want to listen to two hours of us just ranting about stuff, probably. So just about... An hour and 15 minutes will be perfect. Mm -hmm. So let's kick it off with, um, (laughs) honestly, if you had told me at the beginning that this was going to be the most underwhelming conference, I would have believed you. And then somehow another conference proved us wrong. Uh, But EA was first on Saturday with their EA Play event, which I called in the preview podcast, the EA Play. Uh, access event, which is not the right thing that oh, it is.
1: I don't remember you saying that, but
0: <laughs> um, so they kicked off with this uh, AR type of thing that I don't. I would love to know how that looked to the people that were there, because the TV the screens obviously showed just the background.
1: Yeah, I couldn't um, have shown anything. I think it was just an effect specifically for the people watching on the internet.
0: Right, so it showed uh, this giant beast that you see later on in the anthem trailer with uh, one of the javelin suits flying around it and shooting at it, um, which was probably not the best way to open because they didn't talk about it till you know, like thirty minutes later in the press conference. they just kind of had it happen and then nothing happened after that. yeah um, but it's they started talking about Battlefield v, which uh, or Battlefield V. 'Cause the V stands for something. So I don't know if they want to call it five or well, Battlefield it five, V.
1: But they said they they chose the the Roman numeral for five stylistically because it's a V for victory like uh Winston Churchill did.
0: Oh. So that game looks beautiful, man. I'm really excited for it. It's probably gonna be the first battlefield I buy like outright. I am really excited for the multiplayer. It looks to be a lot faster like the diving out of windows and um a lot of the fast moving um i'm really excited for the destructible environments to be back um back when i worked at gamestop uh there was a system where you could like borrow games and that was one of my favorite things to do was in it had it in bad company too and i it had it partially in battlefield 3 um but it didn't in four, where you could destroy the stuff around you really easy, mm-hmm. and so I'm really excited for the return of that. As they showed a tank slowly going through houses, which was yeah. kind of fun. Um, what did you think?
1: Uh it was not. It was not a great. Are you talking about just Battlefield? It's it's not it's not a game for me. Yeah, uh, I mean it, it certainly looks good, um, and I'm sure it plays fine enough, but. It's not a, it, it's it's not something like that is never going to hook me, right? Um,
0: and then we, we go into the very awkward interview with Vince Zampella of Respawn, yeah, uh, where they asked him a bunch of questions about the Star Wars game that he was making, or him and Respawn are making, and he answered them vaguely because he obviously wasn't supposed to answer them very clearly, but the woman kept pressing him for answers. It was very weird.
1: Yeah. Uh, obviously, the game is still in development, and they don't want to promise anything um, that they're not going to deliver on. I don't know why why you would have... Uh, unless the details aren't super worked out yet, I don't know why they would, why they would have much trepidation about giving uh, information, but that's basically what all companies do. Um so yeah, she he, he didn't have a lot to offer. Um and the girl who was hosting, I think she did a, a an okay job of of sticking with she she obviously had a certain like questions that she had to ask him um that he didn't necessarily have all the answers for.
0: Yeah. Um and I feel like There's this one awkward moment, and I I posted this question online, not on our Twitter, but on mine, um, I think, and it's, is this game called Jedi the Fallen Order, or Star Wars Jedi the Fallen Order? Because she said Star Wars Jedi the Fallen Order, or um, Jedi Fallen Order, she said it was called Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and he said it was called Jedi Fallen Order, which one of those is a very normal-sounding name, and one of those is very awkward. Yeah. So, it's I I I don't know. It could yeah. be it could be either. Yeah, for real. Um, but it's set during the uh, between three and four, which it seems like a lot of the new content for Star Wars is going into because I guess Disney and them are too nervous to go back to the old Republic times that hasn't. I mean, it seems to me like that would be what Disney would want to do because it wouldn't mess with any current canon. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like the safest space for them to go into, but they've avoided it. Uh, you know, but maybe that's because they have movie plans or, you know, who knows? Because all these games have to be canon now because that's what Disney wants.
1: Yeah, but you, you gotta take it into account that there have been a bunch of really good games that explored the the old republic and even though that stuff is not canon in the Star Wars universe those are still games that people played and can yeah. still play. And that's so true. to the to game makers you know that's 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 a road that's been walked before so if you you want to try to do something different um even though it's not in the Star Wars universe it is in the actual universe that we are in.
0: Yeah. Um, And with that, they they ended up their Star Wars stuff with uh, one of the developers, or I don't know, he might have been a higher up of Battlefront 2 came out, um, apologized very sincerely for how big of a mess it was, and was very open that instead of running, they uh, had to slow down and take a step back and look at themselves, and... They basically said, all right, well, this new solo content is coming out, and uh, we are going to give the fans what they've been asking for, which I guess they've been asking for Clone Wars content. And so I went out and bought the game (laughs) because they announced that, because I'm a huge sucker for the Clone Wars, and uh, I own the game now, and it's installing on my Xbox as we speak. So uh, you got me. You took away the loot boxes and the weird buy-pay-to-win and added Clone Wars stuff, and you've got a new player <laughs> and your daily active users. So congratulations, EA.
1: We'll see how long you go.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> but they announced the new modes. Uh, they kind of seemed like they were teasing space battles uh, with C- Conquest mix in. So we'll see if that happens. I'm really... If that happens, that would be nuts.
1: Frankly, it's Battlefront 2, it should have space battles. The first Battlefront 2 had space battles. This one. I great.
0: agree. Um, And then we get to the AA indies, where they showed Unravel 2 yeah. and Sea uh, of Solitude.
1: Oh, yeah. It's uh, the been cool that they have recently been trying to in their horizon so to speak by bringing in more uh, indie games uh, unravel 2 is a little bit of a surprise uh, it started with this trailer that looked like the uh, they were killing off Yarny, which was oh very my dark. gosh yeah but then it was fun then um then they came back and, and it looks fun it's co-op it seems pretty cool um sea of solitude they it, it, it definitely it has a really cool aesthetic um didn't really see much of what the game is. Yeah. Um, but it does, it's very intriguing looking uh, and and difficult looking, honestly. But yeah. I'm sure we will know more about that when it comes closer to launch, whenever that is.
0: I also think it's really neat, and I, I don't know how often it's been going on. Maybe I just have missed it, but with games like uh, that one Viking game that came out, uh, uh, Sensua...
1: Oh, yeah. And, uh... What what was it called?
0: Something. Hellblade. Yeah, Hellblade. And, uh, Celeste and this game is very open about dealing with mental health and how you view yourself, stuff like that. Um, it's really interesting to see, uh, gaming tackle that stuff head on and kind of take away some of the stigma of anxiety and everything like that. So it's, uh, it's really neat. That developers are exploring that headspace, I think. Um, <clears throat> next, they had two people come up on stage, and play a mobile game.
1: Oh, that was so weird.
0: Yeah, I didn't quite realize that what they were playing was Command and Conquer because it looked.
1: Yeah, they, they really... didn't tell you <laughs> until after this match that they were doing that it was a. Uh, they are bringing back Command and Conquer um for mobile uh, which is sort of weird and i think it would be something that people would be mad about but it was just so weird like i it it kind of didn't even register that it was that, that that's what was happening just because they they put these two people on stage playing cell w- with cell phones in front of them and had a guy shoutcasting narrating what was happening
0: eh. And it was very is, it was weird. It was very weird and I feel like they didn't say it was Command and Conquer at first, maybe so they didn't have angry people during this. So
1: Yeah, they, they waited until the end, certainly on purpose, but it's it's weird. It was it was a strange segment. Very strange.
0: And then they capped off their presentation with uh, uh Anthem. So yeah, Anthem. It, I remember. a weird, lengthy Q and A.
1: It was, it was a very e- EA's whole whole conference was it was sort of weird, um, and and lacking in, in gameplay and stuff. Um, and Anthem, it kind of went along with that. It it didn't give me any confidence that this game was close to being completed, and and they announced it was coming out in February. Um, so hopefully that's enough time. But they had this this gameplay demo um, that it, it looked like it looked fine enough, but it kept it, it wasn't an actual gameplay demo. It was it was recorded footage that they kept like skipping ahead in in, in time um, and skipping to different perspectives, and it it made it. I came up with like with this perception that. This demo doesn't actually fully exist, and and they can't show you the the this continuous thing, which apparently is was wrong because after, after the EA thing, I, I watched some YouTube videos of people who got to play the actual full demo, and it does, it is a full working level apparently, which assuaged some of those fears, but just the way they presented it um, with the the sparse amount of of gameplay content, and they had this whole Q&A session with the developers with concept art going on in the background. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't doesn't make it seem like it's a game that's ready to come out.
0: Which really, I think that having concept art behind them really hurt the case that it's ready for February. Mm -hmm. Because they could have easily had gameplay behind them. Yeah. But instead they had concept art, and all I do in my mind at least is associate concept art with this game is probably two years from coming out. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they they announced off-screen, very frustratingly, one of the well-received parts of Madden last year was the story mode. They announced a sequel that will be uh-huh. in the next Madden, and they didn't announce that during their press conference. Uh, but they did announce that the next FIFA will be on the Switch, but not the next Madden. And that there will be an NBA Live, which my prediction was wrong. There was no new street game. But boy, did they fake me out by the beginning of that NBA Live trailer being set on the street. And then I was
1: like, oh man, we're getting it. And then nope. (laughs) Yep, I'm pretty sure that uh, I told you that was not going to happen.
0: Yeah, you 100% did, but I still had hope.
1: Yeah, that's, that's what more can you do? You can only have hope. EA did not give us any hope, though, after their conference.
0: No, and yeah, it's well. There's nothing else to say for them. They they didn't do anything afterwards, and I really wish that at the end of that, they had all the time in the world because they set this event. They should have done the full playthrough of that anthem level because I didn't realize it was skipping so badly until you pointed it out to me, mm-hmm. and then it was so glaringly obvious. Yeah, and just, it, was, it, it
1: felt really <laughs> awkward watching it.
0: Because I thought it was just perspective schists, and then I realized, no, it's literally they're jumping ahead in time in the same perspective and doing perspective shifts. It was odd. But it looks like it'll be a fun game. You're, I read a lot more about it. Um, your pilot is going to have skills. And you get to use all four javelins, mm-hmm. so you're not set to any one javelin, and you can upgrade each one individually. So, and your pilot gets experience while your javelins are getting experience. So that'll be really interesting to see how that yeah. balances out.
1: I've said this about Anthem; it looks like it could be a really cool game. Um, who knows how all the the parts will come together? They did they did a they did not do a great job of explaining like how the the story progression works and um compared to the multiplayer and how how those two things interact. Um so we'll see. It seems to be at the to me like a bunch of disparate parts that they're trying to stick together. They did announce at afterward that there's not going to be multiplayer um PVP when it launches. Um which, you know, you could, I could take it or leave it. Uh but it's it's just another... To me, it, it it's another thing that points to this as kind of a disjointed game. A, a disjointed development right now.
0: And we've heard a lot of the stuff that they've been saying with Destiny back when it was launching. Mm-hmm. So we see how Destiny has had growing pains. Yeah. So let's go on to the first of the big three. Uh, Microsoft. Um, which Phil Spencer came out and you know, was doing his usual talking. They announced that they're showing off 50 games. Uh, I don't have the full breakdown. I think it was 18 world exclusives and 16 console exclusives, whatever. They, they use those terms so loosely now because every console exclusive technically is also a PC exclusive because they connect the two. Yep. So um, they kick it off with, uh, they're showing you off a bunch of wildlife, um, beautiful landscapes, and then you see some soldiers and they pop a, a smoke grenade or, you know, a beacon, whatever you want to call it, and then you see Master Chief's old helmet, the first Halo helmet.
1: Yep, and it pans up to the you see the actual Halo that they're on. It was definitely cool. I this was I didn't see it coming. Um, I mean I did on our on our predictions I did. Say that there was going to be one. I know I had previously said that I didn't think it was going to happen. I didn't. I definitely didn't expect him to open the show with it. Me either. Uh, and it definitely it was cool. There was no gameplay. It was just just a, a, a CGI trailer with the with the name Halo Infinite, um, and it definitely it set the tone for what was going to be probably the best conference of E3 um, because Microsoft they. They packed in a ton of games. The it was really fast paced. There was none of the kind of awkward in between stuff. Um, and yeah, it was it was really good. There was a lot lot to like there.
0: Uh, then yeah, so I really do want to say I was very surprised that there was a Halo, even though I kind of hoped there was going to be one. And I was really glad that it was not a Royale Halo. Or like a multiplayer-only Halo. Yeah. It is genuinely going to be... They even announced... Something that I realized maybe is a little scary. They announced a new engine for it. They built a new engine for it. So we'll see what this is going to look like. It's obviously going to be rebuilt from the ground up.
1: Yeah, so I I saw a rumor um, on Twitter of... I don't know who the guy was. He apparently had previously been correct about Halo being shown in and the, and the name of it. Um but apparently like he he was saying that he had heard that Halo when it comes out um in 2019 is going to ship with just the single player campaign and then the multiplayer's going to come later. Wow. Um which and I guess you know they're on on a brand new engine, it it would sort of make sense. Um it would definitely be a, uh, a, a bold move. Uh, and I guess the idea is that it, it, it would come out with the, the new Xbox. It would be around in that same timeline. Um, so who knows? Like I said, just a rumor. I don't, know, I don't even know the legitimacy of the guy who said it.
0: So then they jumped to Ori 2, which reminded me that I still need to play the first one. Luckily, I have Xbox Game Pass, and it is on there. There you go. So, uh, I will definitely be downloading that and playing it. But that game looked beautiful. Um, Like I said at the beginning, they had had said there was 50 games. I didn't take the time to count, but we're going to try to go through Microsoft. Not really fast, but we're going to hit the high points.
1: Yeah, we're not going to go over all 50 games. Because they didn't really even go over all 50 games. No, they varied. A lot of it was just footage with the... uh, a name, yeah. A, a game name over it.
0: So uh, next was the new game from uh, from the. I just caught myself up because the name of the company. From but the software. new game from software. <laughs>
1: from from Software. <laughs> from
0: from software, and I don't even remember. Uh, Shadows died twice or something. Yeah,
1: Sekiro Shadows died twice.
0: That game looks nuts. You have a crazy bone arm. Yeah. Uh you move around the world very fast which uh from some kind
1: of, some kind of ninja. Yeah. Um, which which is a uh, I'm sure it's going to have the the classic from software gameplay but it's definitely a departure in the the speed of it because they're usually very deliberate uh slow games and this one from the from the stuff they showed which was not that much um like it wasn't a a, a live gameplay demo or anything but there were some tidbits of gameplay in it. Looks a lot more fast-paced, definitely. Not like Ninja Gaiden levels, but yeah, a lot quicker than we're like, used to in a in a Souls game.
0: Grappling hook speed.
1: There's gonna be yeah.
0: I'm really excited. I'm really glad that I feel like maybe Neo was ahead of the curve, but maybe Neo kicked off this need for samurai games in the world mm-hmm. uh and now i just want another onimusha someone please listen to me oh lord but whatever this
1: guy was crying about this every time they showed a Saber <laughs> game was I, I was it's not
0: onimusha i wanted it to be uh then they went to uh they brought Todd Howard and they talked about fallout 76 for a little bit just a bit not too long just, just
1: a, they showed a trailer mm
0: mm-hmm. mhm and so that we'll get on more of that later yep and then they announced the adventures of captain spirit which is going to be a bridge to the new life is strange Yep. and it's free and available now so have fun with that yeah if you like sad maybe you're playing it yeah maybe you are i i wouldn't suggest listening to a podcast and playing a game like that though you should probably be paying attention to the details. I don't know.
1: Some people can process details more efficiently. Um, you don't know.
0: Then next is the game that I was really looking forward to last year, that never came out. Um, but hopefully, it's coming out by February of next year. Crackdown three. Yep. And well, they
1: gave after a long time of not having a release date, they did. They did give us one in uh, in February, so I think they're sticking to it now. Yeah,
0: I mean they announced it was gonna lo- launch with the One X. Yeah, well, so that was
1: <laughs> we saw how that happened. Yeah, uh,
0: but we got you know February twenty second, which also, as you'll realize, is the game, the day that all the games are coming out. Yeah, and so it's it showed more Terry Crews, more explosions, more cars, more tanks, all the stuff Crackdown is known for. It looks like they they could just release a high def Crackdown one, and I'd be happy. So. That's basically what they're doing, and I'm okay with it. Yep. Because it's a fun game. And then we got to Metro Exodus, which I can't say I know anything about. I just know it looks like a radioactive game.
1: Yeah, so the one thing we can say about Metro is that the game is, it looks phenomenal, the graphics are incredible in it but i 'll be honest, I kind of tuned out on the metro metro thing i I tried to play the previous two games, and I couldn't get into them yeah I, but there there's certainly an audience out there, and it it looks to have the same to bring the same kind of gameplay that you've been expecting.
0: But then we moved on to the real exciting part. Uh, Phil Spencer came out again mm-hmm. and was, made sure to be like, "Hey, listen, the next thing we're showing you has never been on an Xbox system before." And then you see the words come up on the screen, and then, boom, Kingdom Hearts. Yep. And it's exciting. Real, they they haven't really, they've mentioned that it's going to be on both consoles, but this is the first big step from Microsoft saying, hey, Kingdom Hearts is going to be on our system too, mm-hmm. which is really cool and exciting. The new trailer showed off uh, the Frozen World and a bunch of new stuff with characters that would take too long to explain why they're relevant but yeah um, of course we hope that our fans are big fans of kingdom hearts yeah
1: as with any kingdom hearts trailer it's probably going to be uh a lot of nonsense to anyone who has not played the games before it was frankly a little bit of nonsense to people who had played the games before yeah because it's just a bunch of random scenes cut together but it was all brand new stuff which was really cool and exciting Uh, especially in the wake of them announcing that the game has been delayed two months
0: so, also, shout out to my friend Daniel who reminded me uh, that this game is coming out January 29th, which they finally announced a release date, and our PTO resets on January 1st. There you go. So I will be able to take a full week off and play this game. There you go. And I... That will be my vacation, hands <laughs> down, because... I am so excited for this game. I wish we we could do a whole episode about Kingdom Hearts, but it would bore most of you.
1: Yep.
0: So we'll go on to Forza Horizon Four, which it's said in the UK they played on some of the screens. <laughs> well, it's said in Europe, I guess. Um, I don't I don't know the technical area, but it's, <laughs> it's really neat that this game is coming out. But let me say it is one of the only games that they used, like, the 70 screens on stage for. Yeah,
1: that was one of the weirdest things about the Microsoft press conference is that on the stage were this a a crap ton of of video screens um, that didn't do anything throughout the actual press conference. Like, when I saw it, my um, immediate thought was that they were going to announce and showcase a Battle Royale game, which never happened. They all just... Had you know they just had a bunch of screens up there showing the Xbox One logo.
0: Yeah, and that's I mean they own they did show off someone playing Forza with the adaptive controller, mm-hmm. which was kind of neat. Oh, that's cool. Um, but I really am excited for this game, and I'm really excited that Microsoft is really doubling down with the Xbox Game Pass. And this is a game they could easily sell a ton of for sixty bucks a copy, mm-hmm. and they're adding it to Game Pass day one. So, they're really doubling down hoping you get on their subscription and it's definitely worth it. I mean, it's 60 bucks for 6 months. What do you have to lose? I mean, it's it's really neat if that's the one of the games you'd spend 60 bucks on. You know what I mean? Certainly. So, <clears throat> they go from that to Microsoft kind of this was a weird thing to do during the press conference, but I thought it was really neat because it definitely showed Microsoft's plans for the future. They want to give you more games. And so they had, had a small section in the middle of the press conference where they announced that they've opened a new studio called The Initiative, which they didn't announce what they are working on at all. But they said we would see it. And then they announced they are acquiring four new studios, which one of them was Undead Labs, which makes the State of Decay games, Playground Games, which makes the Forza Horizon games, and they tease that they're working on an open-world game for them right now. So that'll be fun. And then Ninja Theory and Compulsion Games, which Ninja Theory made the Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, and Compulsion Games made We Happy Few, which is coming out this year, according to them. I think they said August. I can't remember the exact date. Yeah,
1: sometime this year it's supposed to come out.
0: And then they... So that was neat. They didn't say anything other than, hey, we bought these guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, from it was a weird segment to me to throw in <laughs> E3. And uh, I'd say that video games is probably the only um, area where people would cheer a giant mega corporation buying out smaller independent corporations as a good thing yeah uh, you're right but I mean I and I'm sure I'm sure that the developers in these places are probably excited because now they have you know a lot more um, financial backing to to be able to do do stuff that they want to do which is cool but it is you know hopefully these they didn't just purchase these to eventually close them like they have other stuff.
0: Yeah, that's very true. Um, but it is nice because at least for now, they, at least with these indie developers, they sometimes don't know when their next paychecks or hits are going to come because they're working so hard on them. Yeah. So this is nice stability for um, a bunch of companies that have reliable, reliably put out games for Microsoft. Yeah. So good for them, at least, hopefully. Uh, now,
1: it would have been impressive if they had Phil Spencer up there, like actually on the phone with uh, buying the studios <laughs> right there,
0: <laughs> just uh, calling them live. Like, yeah. hello, I'm live from the I like, EA. I'd like to make Sp- you an offer stage. you can't refuse. Yeah, oh man, that would be <laughs> like an undercover boss type thing where he's like, there in the crowd, and he's like, guess what, you're bought, and you're, <laughs> and then they're like, what? Uh, that would have been weird, but I would have. That would have been more fun.
1: Yeah, that would have been crazy.
0: Um, they got into the division two, which Mm -hmm. we'll get into later. um, because that was at Ubisoft. Yep. Uh they got into these what we called the Zelda Fox game. Yeah, looks just like Zelda. It's called Tunic.
1: Yep. It's got a uh, fox and it's Zelda.
0: Yep. So that's all you really need to know. There's no looks good. It looks really good. Uh just about as good as Zelda could look. Yeah. So there you go. Um, Seth got really excited for this.
1: Alright, I didn't get excited, I just knew what it was. I don't know, man, you just seemed kind of excited. I was not excited. Now, I'll certainly get it. Um, uh, they... <laughs> they announced that, uh, Tales of Vesperia, which was previously only on PlayStation, and I think in Japan, um, I'm not sure, I don't remember if it came over, but the remastered version is coming to Xbox, um, and then afterward, the Namco... Bandai announced that it's also coming to Switch, which is probably what I would get it on. Of course. And then... That's kind of actually a theme. As good as Microsoft's press conference was, that was kind of a theme of it, that they had a billion games, but very few of them are not going to be... uh, Or very few of them are only going to be available on Xbox. They're mostly all uh, also going to be available on PS4 and some on Switch. But still... That didn't make it any less exciting.
0: Yeah. It's still 50 games at the end of the day. Yeah. And I still am going to associate it with I Saw It First at Microsoft. Yep. So... Uh, they announced two expansions, to Sea of Thieves, which Rare is still supporting that game, mm-hmm. and that they're both coming out by September, mm-hmm. so that's really cool. Uh, I just set that to download while we're recording this episode. Nice. Because I got the Game Pass for 30 bucks because that's on sale right now. If you listen to this, do that.
1: We don't have an offer code for you to use, but yeah. it is on sale
0: currently. <laughs> um, but... That is exciting. And then they showed off some Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Uh, I don't think they had gameplay, did they? It was just a tr- story trailer?
1: Yeah, I think it was just a trailer. Uh, it looks cool. Um,
0: Lara's face looks different. Yeah,
1: we'll talk about it a little bit more and once we get into Square Enix. Um, but yeah, there's some. there seem to be some changes that we are not sure about.
0: Yeah. And then they showed off... This game called Session, which is a yeah, possible so skateboarding was, this game. This was
1: the biggest fake-out of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, coming off the heels of EA, everyone went, when everyone was hoping for a Skate 4 announcement, and then it didn't happen. And then I, I remember like audibly saying, when, when they started showing the gameplay of, of people skating around, I was like, Why would EA not announce this? And then it turned out it's not Skate 4. It's a game called Session. Uh, No real gameplay of it, but it is a skating game, which gives all these people hope of what could possibly be a good game. Because we we need a good skate game. It's been forever.
0: Yeah, and this one could be it.
1: Yeah, who knows? Uh, I'm excited. It could be literally anything at this point. That's very true.
0: Uh I, I was hoping that eventually we'd get a Tony Hawk announcement this E3 and then yeah. it didn't happen. No. So uh and then they go um Oh no, they definitely did what did I skip? Nothing. I didn't skip nothing. There was a lot to this conference, guys. It's
1: fifty games. Yeah.
0: Um they announced Devil May Cry Five. Yeah. Which boy did I think it was just a continuation of Devil May Cry, the DMC remake? This was definitely and,
1: another big fake out.
0: Oh, yeah. And then, so the this game, like, it, it has this van tearing through the streets towards these demons. And I'm like, I don't know what this game is going to be. And then they showed a character that kind of looked like D, the Dante from DMC. And I noticed his arm was missing, and I'm like, hold on, you don't lose your arm in DMC. And then, no, it's Nero from Devil May Cry 4, Mm -hmm. which made me lose it. And I I was just ecstatic for this game. I have been touting on the podcast, and finally Capcom heard me, and they're releasing a Devil May Cry 5. Yep,
1: in the spring of 2019.
0: It's the whole reason I bought Bayonetta. Yeah. As you remember, I said it before, yeah. uh, I, I crave desperately the combo grading and all that stuff. I'm a big fan, so I am ready to play this game and I ha- be able to ride my own rocket arm.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, then, okay, so that's what I thought we missed. Then it goes into Cubhead DLC, which is kind of a lull. I didn't play Cuphead. I guess I should. Mm-hmm. I know I should, but I haven't. Um, and they actually named... I don't know if you saw the tweet about this, but they named it Delicious Last Course, yeah, which is DLC,
1: which is kind of funny. It's literally Cuphead DLC.
0: And then they really did this weird trailer where they showed these the statue heads, which I kind of recognized them from Naruto, but I also wasn't sure... And then they showed the ship, which Seth goes, is this a One Piece game? Yeah. And then I said out loud, no, because there's no water. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then they showed... They showed
1: the, a, a Frieza ship from Dragon Ball Z. And that's what I knew. I was like, oh, it's a Shonen Jump game.
0: And then they showed Frieza and Goku and Luffy. And Naruto. And Naruto. And all, it's, be, all
1: beaten up on Frieza.
0: yeah. So it's gonna be an arena fighting, mm-hmm. Bandai Namco like Shonen Jump game. So it's gonna have a bunch of different anime franchises in it. Yep. And at I, the,
1: I hope uh, that Yugi is in it.
0: Yeah. Oh man. Use the
1: dark magician.
0: <laughs> Me and Daniel today at work were definitely you know uh, plotting out who we want to uh, be in this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he loves Naruto and I I love I mean he loves anime too but. I mean, uh, there's dream characters I want in this. Oh yeah. So, um, just any anything, man. And then at the end of the trailer, the big tease was that Light and uh, Ryuk, Ryuk from. from Death Note. Yep. We're standing on top of the building.
1: Yeah, that should be. It, it'll be. I think that'll be funny to watch them fight too. The game looked crazy. Yeah. like visually looked insane.
0: And they didn't show gameplay till afterwards in an interview, mm-hmm. but the the gameplay looked beautiful too. Did yeah. you see the game, the actual gameplay?
1: Yeah, it looks like the it, it's got the same style of gameplay as the um, the fighting games that Naruto has had and that One Piece have had. Um, Which they're fun. Yeah, so. they're they're fun games, but this is the the graphics are just bananas. I cannot High believe quality. how this game looks. Yeah. It is insane. And it's definitely not coming to the Switch. They said that. <laughs> yeah. Um because of uh, technical impossibilities or something <laughs> like that.
0: Yeah, something like that. Um so then they went into a uh, first person shooter.
1: Yeah, there's this first person parkour thing and that I really thought was brink for for a, a, a hot second uh, and then they revealed that it was dying like two. Yep. Which, you and, know, is cool for people who liked the old ones. I think we, we've sort of gotten past the, the kind of glut of zombie games that, that came out, uh, and now only the real popular ones are getting sequels and stuff like that. So I'm sure this one has an audience.
0: And Dying Light does. And really, brought. I'm glad that they're releasing a second one finally, because for forever, I don't know if you remember, we may have talked about it on uh, in the earlier episodes of the podcast, But that studio was almost dead set that they weren't going to make a second one Hmm. because, and they were just making a ton of DLC and releasing it for free. Yeah, They weren't charging for it. So, I mean, I'm happy for them making a second one. They obviously kept a following, uh, my friend Cameron at work uh, said that he played it a lot until it got to a point where it was way too scary and he couldn't handle it. So <laughs> he, he said that him and his friend Steven could not do it anymore because they kept getting scared and they just played other stuff. Nice. So it's, it's a good game. Uh, at night, the zombies get crazy and super fast, like 28 Days Later zombies. So if you're a huge fan of zombie games, which there's a lot of you out there, And co-op, then go play it. There you go. Uh, But I probably won't. So then they did this weird short teaser for a Battletoads game that's coming out next year. Uh, So poor GameStop employees out there are going to have to actually answer yes when people call and ask if they have Battletoads.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Did people actually do that? Oh, yeah. Oh, that
0: happened at least once every two to three days. Huh. I swear.
1: I didn't... I had no knowledge of that it
0: physically hurt and then so what i would do a short aside funny side story i would just really bug them about uh pre-ordering it Mm -hmm. i would say well no you can come in and pre-order it and i would make up pre-order bonuses and that would usually get them mad to where they would start going back and forth with me so that was always fun i tried to make it a game
1: i don't know if i would call that aside funny but it was aside. It was a yeah, thing. It was a thing. It was a good anecdote, not funny, but
0: So then they went into Just Cause 4, Rico versus the Tornado. Yeah,
1: those so the Just Cause <laughs> it was so weird because they have this opening uh dialogue about how Rico has to face this brand new enemy. And then the next thing you see is this gigantic tornado. And this tornado <laughs> keeps popping up in the gameplay and I'm like is this is the enemy the tornado? Is that what you're fighting? And what's and is really, the... there's no indication otherwise. So as far as I know, you're fighting a tornado
0: <laughs> that, that's controlling bad guys. Yep. because the tornado also, as far as I've seen in the marketing for this game, is in every yeah, piece of the everything. marketing. It's in everything. It's
1: a big part of the game. <laughs> so it's, it's clearly the... a sentient tornado <laughs> who is plotting against Rico.
0: <laughs> I really hope that that is the truth. I don't think it will be, but that's what I, I want. I don't
1: think it is out of the realm of possibility for a Just Cause game.
0: Because they are insane.
1: Yeah. So, yes. It's 100% a living tornado.
0: Yeah, that's uh, uh, that's headcanon right now, possibly true canon. So then they did the worst fake out ever. Oh, Lord. I was so angry the, at this. The,
1: the logo for Gears of War pops up. We're freaking out. And then it opens up and a Funko Pop figure comes out. Uh. And I,
0: I'm i not a huge hater, but like, I like them. Uh, I have them actively around me right now. Yep. But Too boy, many. is it infuriating that they are releasing this stupid mobile game <laughs> with Funko Pop Gears of War characters. Uh. I don't know how you can kidify chainsawing someone in half, but they're trying to. Yep. And, Maybe, like,
1: candy will pop out of people when you, when I, you destroy them. I guess. I'm, I'm. It was funny. It would have been amazing if, if they had not announced a new Gears game, which they did, uh, and only announced this Funko game.
0: So I'm excited for the new Gears game that was announced, but I'm actually more excited for the XCOM tactical type game, Gears Tactics, that they announced. Yeah,
1: I'm sure that... This definitely not going to be the name when it comes up, but yeah, I'd, I'm a sucker for a good XCOM clone. Um, and
0: Gears Tactics is
1: a very work in progress title. Yeah, and and it's definitely a world that can that would fit nicely onto that concept. So it looks cool.
0: Uh, yeah, the what's really neat and I I kind of enjoy uh, that they're doing is that Gears Five is it seems to be that the main protagonist is going to be Kate, yeah, instead of JD. Which, I don't know if you played Gears 5. I did but not. He was the main character. so it'll be, No one has played
1: Gears 5 yet.
0: Well, no, Gears... I don't know if you played Gears 4. No, I didn't. Uh, but it was very good. And I want more people to enjoy it. But, yeah, you played as him and he was kind of a generic, whitewashed, you know, blonde-haired dude. Yeah. Didn't have... I don't think he had too much personality, but, I mean, he had some... So it'd be kind of neat to see the more interesting character, which was Kate, mm-hmm. uh, be the main character this time. Yep. So, and then uh, Phil Spencer comes out. He kind of says that there's going to be, an, they're working on the new Xbox, which yep. was,
1: of course, they yeah. kind of had to. Stuff had come out that PS5 is coming out in two years, so it makes sense they would announce it.
0: Yeah, they have to save face, and even though we know they're working on these consoles like the day the. New ones come out. Basically, mm-hmm. uh, they, you know, he had to say it, and then the screen glitches out.
1: Yeah, he 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 acted like that was the end of the conference, and um, he was saying goodbye to people, and then you know the the screen's just a little glitch effect, and uh, a command prop thing comes up, and we get a the long-awaited trailer for Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Uh, from CD Projekt Red, which I did predict. You did predict and our, it. And you were like, dude, that game does not even exist. Yeah, and I, I said like, I no, doubt no,
0: that game is even going to... No, yeah.
1: you're wrong. It's going to be there. And we didn't see any gameplay, and it apparently is uh, a ways off from actually being um, in a state for them to show gameplay of it. But, you know, they it, it looked like a really cool world, uh, and I'm excited for to see more of it when the time comes.
0: Yeah. Very, so there's one thing that was the theme of E3 this year. A lot of people have said um, that this year feels like a uh, a big commercial for what's going to be more so announced next year.
1: Yeah, uh, it's weird. Uh, I, I think at the end of next episode, we'll talk about our overall thoughts on E3. But, yeah, uh, you definitely get the sense that this is sort of a transition year.
0: So... Then that ends. Microsoft ends. They don't really do too much other than that. They haven't announced any other news, really. No. A Uh, good conference. Very good conference. Um, They went out and did what they said they were going to do, like they did last year. They still are focusing on games, because I still feel like people are mad at them for the last couple or a couple years back when they showed little to no games. When they
1: tried to show off the Xbox One as a, a media player they
0: really tried to do that thing that nintendo did with the wii u which is like integrating the console into your everyday life instead of using it to play video games
1: yeah i wouldn't say that that's exactly what nintendo was trying to do i'm not sure no anyone knows what nintendo was trying to do with the wii u
0: yeah they they might not know even so but then we go to in my opinion I mean, I, I it's just because they don't make a ton of games that grab me, besides one series, mm-hmm. but probably one of the more boring ones to me. But Bethesda, That's interesting,
1: yeah. Bethesda was later that night. Um, I I have to disagree. I think it ended up being a very cool conference, um, which is weird because it went on for twelve minutes without showing any gameplay.
0: Yeah, we had this. So oddly enough, Bethesda beat. Ubisoft to the punch and had an awkward musical guest. Yeah, and did a full Andrew WK opener. Uh, yep, and the crowd was uh, Tepid. the crowd went mild. They <laughs> yeah. they they, it did, it they didn't, did not know what to do with it's it. It's
1: not to say it went over poorly. It just didn't really go over.
0: Yeah, they they people do not, and that's that's what I want to say earlier. They don't go to E3 looking to watch people play games on a mobile phone and have people shout-cast over them. Yeah. They don't go to E3 to see musical performances, even though at this point we expect it from Ubisoft because they do it every year.
1: I so, think the musical performances can enhance it. As we well, saw last year with, with Sony, when they had that, that huge orchestra playing God of War music, it was really cool. Uh, but in this but instance... Yeah, this was not... The difference was this was not really video game music, even though I guess it's the theme song to Rage Two. Uh I don't know. It was weird. Um uh, but eventually they did get to showing Rage Two. Um which I still I still don't know. I I have theorized on here before that I think it's gonna it's they're aiming it as a Borderlands type deal, but it that just seems to be off the table. It seems to just be kind of a, a straight shooter. Um, Doom style, or like in the in the vein of the original Rage, but with a little bit more color and vibrancy. Um, they didn't they didn't show me enough to to get to have me feeling either way, whether it's going to be good or bad. Um, so I'm still uh I'm still pending my 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 decision on on whether or not I'm going to get more invested in that. And
0: I just want Borderlands two yeah, or we, Borderlands three. We get so it. So
1: I'm. I'm just not interested. Yep, and it was never shown <laughs> in any of these conferences. I know, I know. Despite how much we wanted it.
0: So next was the thing that I was actually interested in. Mm-hmm. I was very pleased by the aesthetic of Doom Eternal, and I'm yeah. excited to see more of that at QuakeCon. Se- sequel
1: to Doom. Yeah. I, di- I didn't see this one coming, um, because I knew that it that was working on Rage 2, but it was super popular, so it, I'm sure it's going to be good.
0: Yeah, and then, that and and the reason we were going over that so fast is literally they just said, here's this small trailer, we'll yeah, see there, you there more There at- there
1: was nothing really about it. I mean, it was just an introduction to what it was, and then a tease that you're going to see more later.
0: Then they announced uh, some Prey
1: DLC. Yeah, they brought out the, the devs who talked about Prey for a little bit, and they showed there's going to be some new DLC that's out now, Um, And some stuff coming in the future. Which all, it looked all pretty interesting. Um, One of them was kind of like a a roguelike mode that that changes every time you do it. Which is cool.
0: And one of them is a weird PvE slash PvP mode.
1: Oh yeah, and there was a prop hunt mode that's coming out.
0: Yeah. So they've got a lot of stuff in there. I need to really read reviews on that game to see how scary it is. Because I am not in the mood to play a really scary game lately. But that one I might have to make room for because it's it's got a lot of good press and I feel like maybe I need to invest some time in it.
1: You should. I mean, I haven't. <laughs>
0: um, then they announced, uh, with just a trailer, no gameplay or anything, Wolfenstein uh, Youngblood, which you'll be playing as BJ Blasco Witches or Vitch's, uh Two twin daughters. Twin daughters. Yep. And... 1980s Paris. Should be cool. Yeah. And it'll be... It's co-op. And it's going to be DLC length like uh, like the old Blood was. It's not going to be a full game. Nope. So that'll be neat. And then they brought Todd Howard out. They wheeled him out. He came out basically to... I mean, this really epic music and the lights kind of Steve Jobsing behind him. Yeah. And... <laughs> yeah. He comes out in this little rock star jacket and not the developer, but like, you know, denim or whatever he's wearing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he kind of just ate up everything and took over from there.
1: Yeah, he, he, it was, it was cool. He, he took hold of it. He, t- he's a, he's a very good presenter of, of yeah. the games. Um, and because he he, he he really knows what he's talking about, and I think he knows how to talk to gamers, which is good. Like he knows, which is he the, knows the way to say things to make people excited.
0: The exact opposite of the Anthem developers, yeah. <laughs> so who had to explain a new franchise, and then so did kind of Todd, because Fallout seventy six is a
1: online Rust esque yes. game, persistent online survival game. Um, I think it looked really cool. It 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 still rem- had that Fallout aesthetic, and it, you still you know you play in first person. You get to you get to get the power armor, um, but they only did. And, and there's still a a story and a campaign that you're going on. Um, but it is it, it it exists in in a in a kind of a persistent world that other people will occupy, um, and they can attack you they can destroy your stuff um one of the cool things about it they 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 made sure to to specifically um differentiate it from other stuff like daisy or rust and that your characters uh you do not lose progress when you die um you can move these characters into other servers to play with your friends um and you keep that progress there um so those are, which are two of, I think, the, the big barriers to, to playing those um, survival games. Um, there's also a base building in it, you know, which which is what it is. If you liked it in Fallout 4, it's here for you. But what's more exciting is that they show that there are these um, spread across the map, which takes place in, uh, in West Virginia. Um, and honestly, it looks, it does not look like a place where a nuclear bomb just dropped. Because um, it's full of vegetation and stuff. Um, but they announced this cool thing that there are like these nuclear silos across the map that you can get the you can get the the launch codes to and actually shoot nukes at people's bases or or whatever and it and it affects the the terrain and the stuff that you find there. Um, who know who knows how permanently it affects it, but it looks to be cool. Um, this is it, I know that David, you are not super interested in it. Um, this is one that it It grabbed me a little bit, but i I give the disclaimer that Fallout four also did that to me, and I <laughs> never got around to playing it like once it came out, I had no interested in, interest in it, so we'll see. I think they did a good job of presenting what is a a, a drastic um, difference a drastic new direction in the, in the fallout franchise and and but couching it in um and stuff that is familiar.
0: So I am interested in getting this game, if I had like twenty other friends that were getting it, and yeah. we could all be in the same server and messing with each other. But other than that, I don't care to play with randoms that are going to grief me. Yeah, like that's, you
1: always hate playing with randoms.
0: Like, and especially that are going to grief you. Like that's yeah, like those games are just built for you know. Yeah, I mean that's that's little kinda... terrorists basically.
1: That's one of the things people don't like about them. So. uh, And one of the reasons people kind of had an outcry when they heard that this game was going to be that. Um, Yeah. So we'll
0: see. The Reddit is not happy. Yeah, well. So, I mean, but the Reddit is never happy. That's true. So then we moved on to Todd explaining Elder Scrolls Blades.
1: Yeah, so I was I I was super excited when this was announced, only for the fact that I totally called it on our preview episode that they were going to announce a new mobile game, which they did. Elder Scrolls Blades. It's like a it's it's a it looked to be like a dungeon crawler, but there's also you know overworld stuff. It's kind of like the Elder Scrolls experience, but um, cr- crafted in a way that you could play it on mobile. Um, it looks really cool. I don't know how it's... It's going to be free, and I'm not sure how that's possible. And it's also going to be on all consoles and also VR.
0: Um, yeah, it's going to be on everything. Yeah. Who wants to put it on everything? And so. you,
1: you'll be able to play against other people who are playing it. I don't know. It, it's They didn't get too in-depth de- in about what it's going to be.
0: But it's coming out this year.
1: Yeah. It, but it looks to be like the the kind of Elder Scrolls experience, you know, with like um, there with a you have a towns that you can go to and get quests. They they said there's going to be some kind of base building in it. Um, I think it, it it's impressive looking. It it, it kind of looks like a a 3D version of Fallout Shelter. Um, yeah, that's true. So that would kind of make sense.
0: So we are remiss to uh not say the funniest part of the press conference was the fake trailer with
1: uh Oh yeah, before um was it I think it was before Fallout. Yeah. that they that it came out Todd Howard said I know why you're all here. You want to see what's the next thing we can put Skyrim on. And then they showed this trailer with uh a, with a Keegan Michael Key playing Skyrim on Alexa. Um and it was really funny, and I was, I remember after it, I said, this thing better be real because I will play it. And it turns out it is real. Yeah. There's actually, you can play Skyrim on your Alexa.
0: So if you have one, download that little module uh, from Amazon or however you do it, because I don't have one, so I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, and do it. And it, it'll probably be fun. I mean, I would think it would be. Yep. So.
1: Yell fuš roda at your... At your Alexa.
0: They announced Fallout Shelter for the Switch. Yep, I downloaded it. for
1: PS4. Yeah, downloaded it immediately. No, I I didn't have my Switch.
0: No, I did. I just didn't do it. Yeah. My bad. Um, I've played it. It's a little unwieldy with actual controls, so I mainly got to use the touchscreen.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then, so then, that was ostensibly the end of their showcase, and then, uh, but before, Todd Howard said, uh, we want to give you a glimpse... Of what we're what's coming in the future, and they showed us it was like a it was it was just a, a little cinematic of a sun sunrise coming out from behind a, a random planet, um, and then it showed the the logo of Starfield, uh, their brand new their IP and set in a brand new world. Um, and I'm all I'm down for it. Give me that that classic uh, Elder Scrolls slash Fallout gameplay in space, and I am there.
0: I don't know if I called Starfield or not. I think I did. I, I don't remember. Uh I remember talking to you about it before we recorded,
1: but I know you said something about uh reading that it was gonna be like this weird thing that bridged the, the Fallout world and the Elder Scrolls world, yes, which I thought was the insane theory. and that's why I thought that game that was never gonna happen. Uh and it doesn't seem like that's what this is. He we'll said see. he said distinctly it was set in a new world. Um so yeah. Starfield, no, no release date. And he did say
0: next gen. It's a next gen game.
1: Well, he said it's the next generation of their games. Like, not that it's on a next gen console.
0: I mean, I That's don't know. reading into it. That's not it's specifically what it. he
1: said. But it might be true. I wouldn't be surprised. By
0: the way, like I said, they did talk about Elder Scrolls' Somerset Isles. They
1: did. <laughs> I was mad about it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I wanted to point that I, out. I, I raged for a small second when they did it, just because of what happened on the <laughs> uh, on, on the podcast.
0: Which, really, it seems if you want a new Elder Scrolls, just play uh, Elder Scrolls Online, because they're adding they're, a ton of stuff to it. They're adding
1: everything to it. Uh, but speaking of, then the final thing they left us with, uh, Todd Howard said, so all, he was like, here's this, so you can all stop asking me about it. And it was this sweeping... this. The cinematic sweeping over like some landscape, some coastal landscape, and then the words "Elder Scrolls Six" showed up, and I flipped out. Yeah, I'm so excited for this. There's no way it's coming out anytime soon. Probably like <laughs> going to be on five years. Um, definitely going to be on the next generation of consoles and not on the uh, Switch. But I am very excited, and
0: uh, it's kind of a kind of a bummer. I mean it. That we're gonna have to wait forever. This is a very that was a very unbethesda move of them, by the way.
1: Yeah, uh, and I, and I, and I think they 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 specifically called it out when they were talking about what what we're doing in the future because usually they're they're ones to announce something and then have it come out real soon. Um, and these are things two things that are very far out in the future. Certainly, Starfield uh, they said is a lot further in development than Elder Scrolls, which they're just starting on. Um, but yeah, two things that we will not see for a little bit. I would bet we'd see Starfield next year. I, definitely, probably gameplay of it I could see.
0: Um, so then Bethesda ended. Um, then there was Devolver, which we don't know if any of those games are real. Who knows? Besides they, I think the they one. only
1: announced, like... They specifically announced three games in it. Um one of them was for Switch. Yeah. It was a banana game, I guess. Banana Man shoots people. I don't remember what it was called. Definitely they did a lot better job of actually showing you what that that what they were showing were games. Which last year I don't remember any of the things being games. Yeah, for real. I remember a blood and <laughs> there was a lot of it in this one. Yeah. Um, and apparently there's some overarching story that they're going to continue <laughs> next year.
0: Yeah. Uh I'm really hoping they do that. Um Oh, I'm sure they will. They're a decent game studio. I like the games they put out. Yeah, they so.
1: they put out some fun stuff.
0: Um, but then we get to the most <laughs> underwhelming
1: conference. Yeah, the next day, <laughs> uh, the next morning, Square Enix has their first uh, showcase in three years. Yep. And they even like beforehand put out. They they were trying to hype it up to people. And what happened was the most. Inexplicable thing that I've ever seen at day 3 uh, in that everything they showed
0: was almost at another conference. Yeah, they sh-
1: they had showed before. Um, they showed Tomb Raider. You, you got to actual see actual gameplay of it, um, and which we said, which you know, it looked it looked like Tomb Raider. It, it actually looked a little different. Um, the the animations like seem different, and she. It's definitely more aggressive in it. And, but the weird thing was, like, her face... There's something... Her something, face is off. Like, it looks the same, but different. Well, it's not different. off, but... I don't, <sighs> I don't understand. Uh, it's, it's just confusing. So they showed that, which was good. Then they showed Captain Spirit. Um,
0: and they announced it'll connect... It'll tether Life is Strange 1 and 2. Yep.
1: They announced... So. Uh, there were actually two new things in it. They announced a, a new collaboration with uh, Platinum called Babylon's Fall, and then another game called The Quiet Man, um, which, (laughs) but neither of them, like, they didn't show anything what they were.
0: So they did for Quiet Man. They announced afterwards that it will be a hybrid live action and game experience, and it'll be completable in one sitting. Okay. Whatever. So yeah, well I guess that makes sense it switched from because, live action yeah, in to the trailer.
1: It started out with with actual people in live action and then it switched. So that's interesting. But again, they didn't say anything about it yeah, in it's just... the conference. They were just it was just there and then gone. Uh, all of it was kind of a uh, this was interspersed by uh, narration from Keith David. Um, they showed Kingdom Hearts, which was the, basically the exact same trailer that they showed in the Xbox one, um, with a little bit of stuff added onto the end, but also some stuff cut off at the beginning. Yeah. That Uh, was odd. Odd They showed Just Cause 2. uh, Just Cause 4. Just Cause 4. Was there a game? I don't think there was gameplay. There was
0: some gameplay. But again, it was... And they explained that the reason they focused on the tornado was because they've added all these weather effects to the game. Yeah, and but still sentient tornado. Yeah, dead set uh, that that's what's happening. Yep, um, and
1: then was that it? I don't yeah, know. that was it. It was, so and weird. then it like, ended. It there, ended, there was also some stuff from uh, Octopath.
0: Yeah, there was a little bit of Octopath. But again,
1: the only re- and that was the only thing that was on another conference, but only because Nintendo had not happened yet, uh, and so that was it. There yeah. was, there was it was all stuff that we had all seen before and then it ended in and like no 30 Avengers. minutes.
0: <laughs> no Avengers, no nothing. They they have these studios working on Switch stuff. They we don't have, see any of it. They have these old Final Fantasy games that they could put on the Switch.
1: At, at exactly zero from the Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah. It's just Ugh. it was so and, weird. And
0: spoilers for next week. It's not because they were saving it for the Sony. They no, just there was, uh, there was wasn't nothing there. there.
1: It was weird. I don't. I don't understand why they even decided to make one of these. It, Everything it they were showing, was in other other places. I don't know. It was weird. I was confused. Twitter was confused. Everyone who talked about it was like, what? What did we just watch?
0: <laughs> I remember at work, Daniel hurried back from lunch because he thought he was going to miss Kingdom Hearts gameplay, and I was like, nah, man, it's already over, and he dropped his food and went, what? And I was like, yeah, man, it's done. I was like, it's stupid.
1: Yep, it was weird. Um, what are you doing, Square Enix?
0: Yeah, they they don't know, man. Um, then we get to Ubisoft. Yep. Man, they, this they conference. They And you know what's great? They nailed it without having to have surprises. We knew about all these games, and they still nailed it.
1: Well, okay, to say they didn't have surprises is not correct because, but they uh, they were
0: like no new game surprises.
1: Yeah, and uh, part of that is because their big the big thing was Assassin's Creed Odyssey was Uh, yeah got leaked, Uh, so we knew about that. Um, Also,
0: props to. Props to Bethesda and all the other developers poking fun at Walmart. Yeah, that, that was funny. Um,
1: uh, Bethesda at the beginning, they, they, they when they were talking about Rage Two, they they said how you saw it when when it was. Uh, they didn't say leaked, but they when they were it was like unveiled by our friends at Walmart Canada, uh, which was which got a lot of laughs uh, at and at Ubisoft like beforehand. They're like what we we've got to show you is a lot cooler than a keychain. Yeah. Um so yeah, that was a little that was kind of cool that they were they they leaned into the these, these the rampant stick. leaks going on. Um so Ubisoft they started off in their weird awkward way uh as with a dancing panda and a bunch of and a marching band and this this whole dance thing that went on for about 5 minutes too long. <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, and it culminated in an announcement of Just Dance 2019, which is coming in 2018. And uh, it's coming to the Wii. Yeah, it's coming to, like, literally every console. Wii, Wii U, Xbox 360, whatever you got. You can play Just Dance 2019 on it in 2018.
0: Yeah. Congrats. Thankfully,
1: they did not give us a, a gameplay demonstration.
0: We were Like they do every year. We were spared
1: that. Um,
0: Then they got really... What surprised me is they went straight into Beyond Good and Evil 2. Yeah, there was.
1: they, I, they didn't pussyfoot around it. They yeah. went right into it. Brought out the developers, two of the developers of the Beyond Good and Evil team. Uh, they talked about what we were gonna see. We saw this this really cool trailer uh, that had Paige, the the big pig, who was in the original Beyond Good and Evil, and an an evil Jade, and a bunch of other characters. Um, it looked really cool. Frankly, like that world that they have created. I really wish it was like a TV show <laughs> yeah. because it's, oh my it's, God. it's just brimming with life and and, and all these little um, interesting characters. Um, so, yeah, they, they brought it out, uh, out two devs, and we got to see a really early look at s- a small tidbit of uh, pre-alpha game footage. Um, yeah, it was really cool. And as the developers were walking off, they forgot to mute their mics, and we heard them yelling out, uh, We nailed it! And so Which is really cool. That was
0: the most heartwarming moment of E3 so far. Yeah. like That was so an, a nice view into like the stress that is put on them mm-hmm. to really show off what they're working on. Mm-hmm. And they already had the most heartwarming moment of E3 last year because yeah. they broke down while telling people that this game is finally coming. Mm-hmm. And so uh, congratulations to them. They're, they're obviously very enjoyable people. Yep. Uh, at least from what we can tell and i'm excited to play this game i'm really hoping it comes out next year but i no. i'm not sure this Maybe is, this is a off um, yeah
1: this is a game which is accurately simulating an, an, a whole solar system yeah um but i'm excited for it uh the the it was weird the thing with the the hot mics kept happening to like a bunch of people as they were walking off the stage yeah. which i thought was funny um none of, none of the other people had, had it as good at moments as these people did. Uh,
0: um but then we had this large man come out on a, on a motorcycle on a,
1: moped, on a little dirt bike thing. Wearing and a whatever, a jumpsuit. He said he was the president of Finland. He's actually one of the developers of Trials Rising, the new Trials game. Um
0: Which I'm very excited for, but I don't think Seth was. Yeah, I never so, I
1: haven't played any of the trials. Uh but I think you'd I know really a lot like of people him. like him. It looks. It definitely looks fun, funny, with all the they. They had a, like a showcase of all the hilarious ways you can fail in it, which were good. Yeah,
0: I think you would really like it because it's really physics based platforming, but mm-hmm. with, with a dirt bike, yeah. and so it's it's really fun, but it's also very difficult. Yep. Um, I would like to see you try some of the harder levels that I I have a real hard time with, to see if you can figure it out.
1: The uh, the moped guy, he also fell and destroyed a TV, and the stand. Yep. Which it was weird.
0: was very uh, Devolver Studios, yeah. but
1: not. Um, yep. And then they moved on to the Division 2. Uh, it was funny. They they showed the logo for it, and the crowd started cheering, and Dave was like, "How? what is it? How do people know what that is? And then it was the <laughs> Division. It's like, oh, I see. Um, yeah, I was lost. So, yeah, they had a... I don't remember... Did they have a, like a gameplay showcase? I think they just talked about what was going to be in it. They announced that it's going to have raids, uh, Destiny style, um, which is cool. I was surprised because it, I didn't realize the first one didn't have it. Um, I think I'm going to play The Division 2. Yeah, they had gameplay. You freaked out during it. No, but that was in Xbox, I think. No. Are you sure?
0: Yeah, 100%. No, that
1: was definitely in Microsoft because I remember I was watching it with Zach. And that's when we both like were... We both freaked out that it was set in DC.
0: Yeah, we watched Ubisoft together too. With Zach. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. That's why you just said I was reacting to the logo and I didn't know what it was.
1: No, that that happened at the other place. Oh. Okay. I don't know. You're not right. I'm correct (laughs) here.
0: I wish I could go back in time.
1: That would you would make terrible use of that power. Uh, you just go back to places like, oh, I remember when this happened. Then you would go back and like, oh, wait, that didn't happen like that at all. No. And it would hundred ha- percent of the times, that's what would happen. Uh, so yeah, the division two looks pretty cool. Uh, I'm interested in it. I wasn't in the first one, but we'll see. And mainly because it's in DC. Um, and then they moved on to they had uh, they brought out a bunch of instruments like a drum set and a bunch of electric guitars, and they had, I forget what the group was, um, but they were playing music from, the. they, they played uh, a medley of Donkey Kong music uh, directed by Grant Kirkhope, and they showed some footage of the um, Rabbids Donkey Kong adventure, which is coming out pretty soon.
0: Yeah, uh, June 26th, which in my opinion, this is the way to have a musical uh, music band play during E3. Yes,
1: actually have gameplay footage going on. Yeah,
0: have them play the music that is going on in the trailer, which man, it was really neat and awesome to watch Grant Kirkhope turn around and do try but, to get people to do DK Donkey Kong. Yeah, which I, I wish I would. they
1: would have made included more of the the DK rap.
0: Yeah, he he didn't want to but he I think a lot of people on Twitter messed with him until he yeah. finally did it he,
1: he I think he has a love-hate relationship with the DK rep uh probably mostly love but yeah it it was, it was, it was a cool moment um and then they 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 rushed them off the stage they're like get out of here you wanker basically yep and they showed off a um skull and bones. yeah they uh they had like a it was a cinematic trailer, uh and it kinda it started off like you weren't sure what it is, and then it turned out it was Skull and Bones. And it it looks really cool now. Uh it's it it's clear that they have moved off the derivative of Assassin's Creed four gameplay, and it's kind of its own thing now. It looks cool. I'm excited to play it.
0: I was less excited when I think I realized that there's no movement or anything off the ship mm-hmm. it seems like it's all on ship
1: yeah it looks like all the 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 off-ship stuff from Assassin's creed 4 has been kind of taken away and the the processes are streamlined that you just immediately get the results like there was a moment where they went to board a ship and it was just kind of a cutscene without you doing anything which yeah i would like to have some i i feel like some of that stuff could fit in it but i think when they at first announced it they kind of implied that that stuff was not going to be in it yeah but it's it's a cool looking game uh you know there you can have tons of different ships and you can you can team up with other uh other people who are online um just like sort of invite them to your your crew off the cuff and then you know, after you take down a, a a quarry fight each other for the the gold like true pirates it looks great
0: yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I just kind of wish I had
1: off ship stuff. Yep.
0: Um, they brought Elijah Wood out to talk about Transference. Yeah. Uh, which looks very weird. Still, uh, it's about like getting in the brain of other people and trying to experience like yeah what they're feeling, but it goes horribly wrong, of course, and it's kind of a horror game. And they announced... It was trippy. Uh, they announced that it is not only coming to VR, but uh, consoles now.
1: Well, in the conference, they implied that it was a solely VR game, but then afterwards they said it's no. also going to be on con- on consoles.
0: So, yeah, I don't have anything to say about that, because it looks scary and yeah. fine. Um, what I'm excited about is this new Starlink game.
1: Yeah, so we, for when, Atlas. when they first showcased Starlink uh me both of us were excited about it um probably had to do a lot that it was also going to be on switch but it's like a, a skylander's type game but where you can but with spaceships where you can build your own spaceships and attach stuff to it um yeah it's in, so they showed some gameplay like it it was kind of like a, a story tease which was cool and then they had they brought out the developer and he talked for a little bit and then they um they sh- they Announced that, or I guess it was in the in the in the trailer that they showed that Star Fox is going to be on it, only on yeah. Nintendo Switch, with his R wing, and then uh, Eve Guillemot came out and and he he showed that Miyamoto was in the audience, and then he presented Miyamoto with like a prototype of the R wing model that they're using, um, which was cool. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see them talk to the developer and start crying about it. Yeah, uh, but it. <laughs> It, it's really awesome. It, it made me super excited for it, and I am totally getting that wing. Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: That game, and it's cool because I didn't realize it till I looked at some of the packaging, but you also not only switch out the ships, but you can switch out the pilots. Yeah. So you could theoretically have, like, Starfox piloting one of the ships in the normal game. Yeah, but who and, would do that? Yeah. What
1: kind of monster would have Star Fox and an <laughs> wing, and then put him in a different <laughs> ship? I mean,
0: I don't know, man. It depends on how cool those other ships are. I, don't know. I mean, the R wing is amazing, but I don't know. Those other just, ships might be neat. It's not wrong.
1: It's not right. It ain't right.
0: <laughs> it's not. So um, that game looks really fun. It's out October sixteenth. I don't think it's getting enough attention, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I get it. The, the toys to life craze is kind of past. This looks a little bit different, but I may be wrong. It may be as equally a cash grab as the other ones. But it looks cool. I mean, it's not like the the boring kind of Skylander style gameplay. It's like an actual space shooter, and there are different worlds and and stuff. It honestly, it honestly had kind of a uh, uh, a no man's sky vibe, and and like the yeah. way they would were, were going down into planets and then going back into space. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. There's not really we don't really know much of the gameplay of it, but it it looks at least uh, on. From the from the surf as it looks cool.
0: So then uh, they also earlier in the conference they talked about Rainbow Six Siege and how it has 35 million players. Uh, my friend was telling me today how it is not as popular, but it's getting there as, as popular as Counter Strike. Um, the online community is really eating that game up still. Um, so congrats to them for that. And then they also announced For Honor DLC, where they're basically bringing the, uh, Wu, I don't know. the Wu Dynasty. I just know they, they call it the Wu in uh, Dynasty Warriors. So the fighters from that era are coming to For Honor.
1: Yeah, that was cool. Like, I'm surprised that they are still uh, creating content for this game. But I guess they must have an active player base. Because... If it, they're adding a whole new faction in it, and seemingly a new kind of narrative. I don't know. I never and a played new game mode. Yeah, a new game mode too. So that's that's pretty cool for players of For Honor. That game
0: was really hard, man. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. It was difficult. Um, but yeah, so it was fun. Um, and then they talked about uh, the keychain game. Yep, they, Assassin's they Creed finally
1: Odyssey. officially. Uh, technically revealed Assassin's Creed Odyssey um, showed a, they showed quite a bit of it that was I think it was it was a good chunk of, of their stuff was Odyssey it, uh, you play as a guy from Sparta like he or was or girl or a girl yeah you can play as either uh, a man or a woman um, you you're, you're a Spartan who was kind of cast off uh, by his father at birth. Uh, I guess there's some kind of prophecy going on on it. I don't know, um, and that's you, you're you're a mercenary during it's during the uh, one of the, the the Peloponnesian War, and you get to you can work with the Athenians or with the Spartans. Um, you have a instead of a a hidden blade, you've got this uh, spear like this the the end of the spear of Leonidas, which looks to be a precursor artifact and gives you magic powers. Um, they've overhauled the the combat system in it. Um, it's it's a lot more like The Witcher Three. There's these new abilities in it that you can use during combat. Um, they've honestly they've gone they've full RPG full Witcher Three uh, in this. There are there are different dialogue paths you can take when you when you're talking to people during quests. Um, there are romance options in it. Um, there there's a they they have increase the ability of customization um, in in the armor and the weapons um, there's going to be naval bat naval stuff because it's in the whatever the AGNC or whatever um, and so a lot of it is 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 water and there are, you know islands and stuff that you can go um, there are different characters you can get them on your the on the crew of your ship. Uh, it, it looks it looks really cool for what it is. Um, I'm still I still kind of wish that they would embrace the assassins part rather than you know the stuff that they've been doing with with origins. I mean origins. Yeah, you became an assassin by the end, um, but it was it was a lot more like. Sneaking around was not a big deal in Origins, and it looks to not be a big deal in this one, even though they have apparently increased... Uh, they have, they have uh, improved the stealth, um, and there are ways that, that you can go about doing stuff to, in that, the kind of original Assassin's Creed vein. But they, they're very clearly moving away from that stuff, which is kind of... Like, the game they have presented looks like it'll be a good game, um, but it's, it's, it's a far cry from the, the gameplay of, say, Assassin's Creed 2 or, uh, Brotherhood. Oh, yeah. And I just hope that, you know, in the future they'll be able to reconcile those two things. Maybe find a, a happy medium between this kind of combat-driven stuff and also the stealth-driven gameplay. Um, one thing is good that, uh, after the conference, um, we, we got to read a lot about of it, about the game and there's going to be a lot more stuff in the in the the modern day stuff with the the precursor race and the kind of crazy shenanigans going on so that's that's something to get excited about but yeah it looks like a it looks like a cool game yeah i'm really
0: excited for the future stuff <clears throat> the you know the precursor gods um i'm really happy that they're going full RPG. Um, even though I know that you said it's, you want them to figure out a way to pick one or the other. What intrigues me is that they had that small tease at the end of you fighting the Minotaur. Yeah. Uh, I really want to see them go full Greek God, basically have Zeus show up, possibly, um, Because they have this weird storyline with the first civilization, maybe those gods are kind of identified as Zeus and stuff back then because they meddled more. That'll be really interesting to see if that storyline is how they go about it. But I am really excited for this. I need to play Origins still. um, But yeah, I mean, I'm just excited. I think it's neat. Greece, like I said... Last week, I love Greek mythology and that whole region, so I'm really excited to see what they do with it. Yep. I'm down to explore, man.
1: It's going to be out this year. Of course. And... and you know it'll be discounted on Black Friday.
0: Yep. That's <laughs> our Black Friday deal of the year, every yep. year. So pick it up uh, for $30 at your nearest Target or GameStop.
1: Yep, uh, the day $30. after Thanksgiving.
0: So uh, we really appreciate you listening. Uh, we don't want to burden you with too much of the stuff early on because this is the three-episode. You already know about us at this point. Um, but share us, share this episode, please, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, however you want to. Share it with your friends if you want to download it on a CD, like a mixtape or something. Share
1: it with uh, your enemies.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Make, make them listen to us because maybe you don't like to. Uh, I, that's fine with me. But share it. Get it out there. And we are working on a lot of new exciting stuff. We, As you notice, probably we got the new logo. Uh, we're trying to get stickers, stuff like that, so we can send them out if you do reviews. So if you do a review, you are already set to get one. I am getting those stickers made soon, guaranteed. So, just so you can rep the fact that you've listened to us and we appreciate it. Uh, But with that, we appreciate you listening and hope you listen later on this week when we do part two. And, uh, you know, see you then. we'll, We'll see you next. We'll see you later this week, not next week. Yep. Yeah. Bye. Bye.